baseball money is fake on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network is presented by WinBet. WinBet is now live in Arizona, Colorado, Indiana, Louisiana, Massachusetts, Michigan, New Jersey, New York, Tennessee, and Virginia. From boosted same-game parlays to live in-game odds, WinBet has what you need to win. Bet $100 and get $100 at winbet.com or download the WinBet app and start winning today. State restrictions apply. We're also brought to you by the DGen Dance. Our March Madness Bankroll Contest is back. Free to enter and $1,000 in cash and prizes are up for grabs. Plus, we've got first half under bingo. Enter both contests on the SGPN app. Welcome to Baseball Money is Fake. Fantasy Baseball Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. I am Blake Meyer. Back again on a Monday. This is probably my favorite episode that we do every week just because it always seems like there's so much shit that happens over the weekend. And then we get into our Monday episode and there's just so much fresh stuff to talk about. Not that there's not fresh stuff on our Tuesday and Thursday episodes, but this one just always feels special. As always, I am here with my man, Ryan Gilbert. How are you doing today, Ryan? Doing good. I had a, a good weekend. It's a good good weather week here in Philadelphia. I went out for a walk earlier. So, uh, yeah, I'm doing good. Got some fresh air. Feel, feeling uh, renewed for the week. That's what I'm talking about. How was your weekend? Uh, it was good. It was nice, nice and relaxing. Watched some, uh, watched some sports, more baseball classic, of course, some hockey, March Madness going on. It was, uh, it was a good time. Yeah, that, that win last night was amazing. Watched that shit yesterday in USA. Fucking killed Cuba. One hell of a game. Trey Turner is an absolute Trey Turner stud. Philadelphia Philly. He's best shortstop in baseball. We got best catcher in baseball. Fantastic. Yeah, and I love it because I mean, going back, I think it was just two episodes ago when we were when we did our uh, our top twelve rankings, and mm-hmm. like we talked about, like Trey Turner was getting pushed down people's like overall rankings for literally no reason. Just no reason. And then all he's done the last two games in WBC is show people that he's still here. I mean, I, I, I moved Turner down my rankings because there is a reason. Shortstop, shortstop's deep. I mean, we're going to talk about it today True. with with, with, the, with the Altuve stuff. But, I mean, there's at least 10 shortstop in, in, in the top 100 overall. Might, might even be 12. It's it's a deep position. I mean, you're not going to get the same production from uh, Trey Turner you're going to get from any, anyone else. But, you know, it's a... Uh, I think that definitely uh, rose his stock a little bit. And my, my draft on Saturday, I could see him going in the first few picks. I have picked two, so hopefully he goes first so I can get judge. Oh, there we go. My house league, we just got it filled. I got everything set up. Got my draft coming. Uh, we just did a, a randomized draft order early. I got pick seven. That's the latest pick I've had all year. Hmm. I don't know how I feel about it. I mean, it's ESPN, so you know the ADP is all fucked up. So I, I don't know. It's a points league, yeah. yeah so. Of course, it's a points league. Of course, it's a points league. Yeah, and so I, I mean, ESPN seven pitchers in their top eleven for points leagues, which mm-hmm. is blasphemous. But uh, I'm realistically, I think somebody like Acuna could fall to me because there is some newer guys in there. Some guys that it's like it's like buddies from work and shit like that. People that haven't really played that much fantasy baseball, so I might be able to get away with somebody like uh, Julio <laughs> or Acuna slipping because. Right now on the ESPN ADP board, they are at 21 and 22. So well, yeah, I pick seven. I'm going to get one. 
they're not good for points leagues as as we talked about last show because they have, they have the high strikeout rate. So maybe maybe you, you will get those guys. I might, and I will just make it work. I will work my late round magic and make up for that <laughs> the lost points that they get from the strikeouts. Yeah, definitely. And uh, speaking of that last episode, make sure you check that out if you haven't already and subscribe to the Baseball Money is Fake feed. We're seeing the downloads go up as we uh, inch closer to the season. We've got opening day next week already, so make sure you're subscribed. Turn on that auto-download as well. And uh, leave us a five-star rating and review. It goes a long way for us uh, to help grow the show here as we go into our first first real season. It does. I mean, we've got a lot of you guys downloading the episodes on the wherever you stream your stuff. For those of you that download it, we love you. Uh, those of you that watch, we go live now on Twitter, YouTube, and Twitch. You can find us at Fake Baseball Money on all of those, and then just at Fake Baseball on the Twitter, the coolest at on Twitter. We appreciate all you guys coming and hanging out with us three times a week. We have a lot of fun doing this. But we got to figure out uh, there's somebody that I really want to talk about because it was like a very impactful injury happening. If you couldn't tell by the title, we were talking about kind of the strategy around drafting injured players and what it means for the rest of the the players at that position. I'm not going to tease it. Let's do the ad and then we'll just jump fucking right into it. All right. Well, we're always teasing you about WinBet. Let me uh, pull up the ad reads here. WinBet is the official (laughs) online sports look of the Sports Gaming Podcast Network. WinBet is now active in Massachusetts and a ton of other states. Be on the lookout for WinBet Win Hour each Thursday from 5 to 6 p.m. Eastern Time. During WinBet Win Hour, marquee games of the week will have better odds on WinBet, giving you a larger payout opportunity. And March Madness is here. There are so many ways to bet on the big dance. Sign up today to receive a special offer, bet $100, get $100, limited to state availability. And of course, for our DGENs only, if you hit the biggest long shot parlay of the week, you get $1,000 free credit. There's so much to choose from. All you have to do is head over to winbet.com or download the WinBet app. Offer subject to change in terms and conditions at winbet.com. Most of 20 or older and present in the state where play through WinBet is available. If you or somebody knows a gambling problem, call 1-800-522-4700. And the SGP guys are going to be hosting a Final Four watch party at the historic Ice House in Pasadena, California, Saturday, April 1st at 7.30 p.m. Get all the details at sportsgillingpodcast.com slash icehouse. And if you're looking to hang out with Sean and Ryan at Stadium Swim and watch the biggest golf tournament in the world, you can win a three-night stay at Circa Las Vegas to hang with the guys. The contest is completely free to enter. Just go to sportsgillingpodcast.com slash party. And if you don't win the contest, you can still get a discount on a room using promo code SG15. SGP15. Oh, there we go. I think something that me and you need to set on our... I don't even know how the fuck we'd work it. Me and you need to make a Vegas trip where we go do one of these episodes from the Blue Wire Studios. I think they would let us. I mean, we're on the network. Uh, yeah, That would be so po- fun. It's possible. I've, I've, I've been uh, thinking about going to Vegas for, for a few years now. So, yeah, we'll see. Yeah, I'm, I'm a seasoned Vegas veteran. I've been like six <laughs> times. But hey, the one that I teased a little bit. Also, shout out Dylan in the chat. Catfish. I see you, buddy. Uh, the person that we teased a little bit. Uh, very big news from over the weekend. Jose Altuve got hit in the hand, broke his, what was it, his thumb. And mm-hmm. he's going to miss eight weeks. And okay, so. Daniel Bard was kind of savage. I mean, I, I hate to let my Mariners fandom take over, but fuck Jose Altuve for one. But it was kind of savage for Daniel Bard to do that shit. Like, that was a bad, like, it got away from him, obviously, and really ran inside on Altuve and got it. But he did not apologize. He did not talk to Altuve afterwards. Nothing. He just let the man fucking 
deal with his injury. But I I hate it for fantasy purposes because uh, if you've listened to any episodes or done any mock drafts, you will know that second base is the thinnest position in fantasy baseball, and it is literally not even close. There is about four guys. We got uh, Altuve, Simeon, Jazz, Chisholm, and Ozzy Albies that are going in the top 50 picks. And, and then after that... Uh, and bets, yeah, bet and bets. So I guess five guys. But then after that, you got what Tommy Edmond and Andres Jimenez woo, in the seventies, and then everybody else is after a hundred. Yeah. So losing Altuve for two months, he's not gone for the whole year. A thumb injury is gonna fuck with him potentially when he comes back, though. What are your thoughts on Altuve missing eight eight weeks? And is he somebody you would still consider drafting? Yeah, I don't even think that eight weeks timeline is out there. I think that's just was what was speculated about like a, a typical or Bob Nightingale says eight to ten weeks of the season. Hope is hope is he could return in May. I, I mean, I, I still wouldn't count on him coming back before June. But yeah, this second base, you said it is already a, a really shallow position. Altuve was, you know, the, the top guy after the first round. Uh, his what's his ADP at? His ADP is at uh thirty-nine. So yeah, it's going down. This is uh, getting Jazz Chisholm up, up even higher and, and Marcus Semyon mm-hmm. too. It, it raises their values immensely. Uh, Ozzy Albee is also coming off an injury of his own, but he looks healthy in, in spring training. He, he's in a good lineup there with the Braves. So it, it definitely uh, increases m- my case for Mookie Betts first overall. Galaxy brain take there, which I'm, I'm not going to do, but it's, it's just it's, it's, it's fun to talk about. But yeah, you, you want to – I wouldn't be opposed to reaching for Semyon or, or Jazz there in the second round, especially, especially maybe not, no, not second round, third round, especially semi. And if I can get two solid outfielders or an outfielder and like a third baseman of first two picks and I can get mm-hmm. semi in on my, uh, my third pick, especially cause he, he, he also has shortstop eligibility on Yahoo. So you could get him and then get a second baseman later and just have him as your shortstop when, um, yeah. So that gives you options. Yeah, definitely raises those guys and yeah Edmund and Jimenez will be taken higher now because they're not good they're not exciting but they get the job done you know what you're gonna get yeah and I mean Marcus Simeon's a guy that I took in the TGFBI and at the very end of the second round and I was very happy with it and I'm even more happy with it today I think this just solidifies his value that much more and I mean he he's a really high value second baseman as it is and I think it's gonna lead to more people actually being down to take the wrist on Jazz Chisholm with the the injuries and shit like that. He went from a man, do I want to risk it type of play with the high upside to a okay, I might actually have to take him because there's not a whole lot of other options after that. Because Altuve's ADP is already down to thirty nine. I think yesterday it was uh, twenty four. Like, what is it just today? I think I can narrow it down actually for just oh. or we'll go this weekend. His ADP yeah. dropped to way down. Probably pretty low because, like, when 76. you look, when you click on his player page, it's like a it's a it's, it's a chart of all of his picks, and just like the past few days, just dropped. Lowest two thirty three, two fourteen, hundred eighty two. Those are probably leagues that have power more, but like one sixties, one fifties, one twenties. So that that then becomes a question: Is when do you want to draft Jose Altuve? Because second base is shallow. You know he'll be back at some point. It's a thumb injury. He should be back at some point. Even if that's June or July, can you can you make it three months? Are you confident enough in yourself three months to be like, okay, second base is weak anyway. 
I'll get Altuve. I'll get a backup second baseman that has dual eligibility. Like at at what point do you be like, okay, Altuve, even missing three months of the year, if if he has to, if he doesn't come back to the All Star break, Mm -hmm. I guess he falls into that that Harper range. But Harper's looking better and better by the day, looking like he's going to come back in May. But yeah, he's um in my one league I do with some old old work buddies. I'm pretty sure Altuve is uh, still available. Actually, I'm on the clock. I forgot to make my pick earlier. <laughs> but I think he's still available. Um, yeah, he's still available at uh, 86. Uh, I am up, and he's still there. And like, I, I, I'd consider consider taking him here. Um, I already have Semyon in, in in that league, so I probably wouldn't. But I, I wouldn't be surprised if if he goes soon. But also, it is a scary thing having an injury like this early. You know, he wasn't able to do his normal routine because he was with the World Baseball Classic. So, mm-hmm. on top of that, you know, he can get back, he can stay conditioned, he can stay with the team, and all that stuff. I and mean, but, yeah, a thumb, a right thumb, top hand for for Altuve probably probably worse. I, I, I would still probably take Altuve. In the what did you say was it in like the seventies? He's I, going I, yeah seventy six the last uh, since Friday. Let me let me see what it was. Um, just what the injury was what Saturday night, right? Yeah, so just Sunday and today there were um, twenty drafts. He's at one thirty one down there below Christian Walker, below Gene Carlos Stanton, below Max Muncy, another second baseman. Uh, the second baseman after him is is Brandon Brandon Lau and the, the, for the Rays I I like him but yeah I, I would Brandon Lau I'll take Altuve or he's at one thirty five I, I would take him easily before that I think yeah I think the only way I'm taking Altuve is if I I already have one of the big two if if I have Simeon or Betts I would probably take. Altuve later on is an injury injured list stash, especially in a league mm-hmm. like my home league I'm about to do has a, a middle infield spot. I'll stash him and yeah. then he can be my middle infield and bets could be my second baseman or bets could move to outfield. And that's the only way I'm going to do it. If I draft anybody else, even as much as I love jazz, if I draft jazz, I still wouldn't take Altuve, but I mean, 11th round is that's pretty late for somebody that says, good as he is he's on my do not draft list because i'm not the biggest <laughs> fan of a five foot six pull hitting fly ball hitter with an 85 mile an hour average exit velo but i don't know uh, danger didn't look good he was really 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 babying it mm-hmm. uh, if you watched the usa game yesterday nolan arenado got hit on the hand as well and he's tough as shit just shook that off so well, his, his his thumb didn't break true but he got fucking clobbered with that ball though mm-hmm. But it was on the bottom of his hand, so yeah, it's fine. Tough spot. Yeah. But <laughs> moving on to the next injury, I think that's only no, that's the. Uh, only I want to. I want to touch on. I want to touch on the the impact this has to the Astros and specifically a shortstop. You're okay, you're quite high okay. on Jeremy Pena. Uh, Pena is now projected to to lead off by Fangraphs. I could very well see him doing that. I don't know who else they would put there. I mean. Uh, Maybe this, they're not going to put this Hensley guy there. Chaz McCormick, Jake Myers, they're not going to put him there. I think having that Tucker, Bregman, Alvarez, Abreu middle of the lineup is great. So I could see this just increasing Pena's at-bats, which increases his value. And, you know, maybe if he shows that he's a good leadoff hitter, he doesn't move down the lineup when Otto comes back. So this is a, a huge opportunity for Jeremy Pena, who I was 
not low on my shortstop rankings, but he wasn't in my top 15 because there's so many good shortstops. I believe you had him ninth. You had him eighth, actually. Eighth, yeah. And you know what? I, I wouldn't hate putting up him up there closer to guys like Bogarts and Swanson and uh, O'Neill Cruz, Willie Adamas. Because he, I mean, he won what? ALCS MVP, mm-hmm. hit a few homers in the, in, the, in the playoffs. So he's hit two home runs on Friday after coming back from the, from the World Baseball Classic. So he's locked in. Pena is someone that's definitely, I think, going should be going up the charts. I agree. He hit two fifty three last year with 22 home runs and stole 11 bases. And we've talked over and over about how stolen bases and speed is going to be cheap this year. So that 11, I, I mean, I didn't even know what kind of multiplier to put on stolen base numbers. Well, like that 11 could become 15. He hits higher up in the lineup, gets more ABs. He was at 558 plate appearances last year. I agree. I think he's going to lead off. So that's going to be closer to 660 if he stays healthy for the full year. So you're giving him like 100 more plate appearances. He could hit three more home runs and steal four more bases. All of a sudden, he's a 25-15 guy that's hitting mm-hmm. 250. So... Yeah, I, I'm steadfast in my ranking of him. I'm not sure if I will draft him. Uh, we'll have to see just because I've really, in my drafts, been waiting later to take a shortstop, like somebody mm-hmm. much farther down the list. But I don't, I don't hate I don't hate him. He's at 110 right now. Oh, I have it for the last like, fucking three days still. Uh, 111, so it's about the same still. So he hasn't really moved. He's yeah. going to shortstop number 14 right now. High is 34. That's wild. Good on you for taking Jeremy Pena at 34. I don't know what the fuck you're thinking. But yeah, I, I like him over guys like Bogarts, Wander Franco, and Danger oh, Swanson. I, I knew that one. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I I think this only helps his case going into the season. Yeah, absolutely. This this is why, I mean, you the best, I don't know. What what, what are your thoughts on doing well? This is a probably a whole different topic. What are your thoughts on like waiting to do drafts like the weekend before the season starts versus doing them like early in March. Um, the fantasy baseball addict in me loves doing them as early as possible. I think I did one in fucking December, but I normally in my home leagues am the type that tends to do it the weekend before. Like my, my mm-hmm. draft for my main home league is this Friday. And that yeah. partly is because I was lazy and filling it but also because I did wait a little bit just because I do like to see how the injuries shake out. I like to see how guys look in camp. I, I want to know all of that info before we draft. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Especially with injuries discounts that way, but yeah, there's, there's less chance in you and there's more quote unquote skill in, in drafting then. All right, so you want to go with our, who, who do you got next to on, on the list? I got another hitter. We, we have a list of about four guys we want to talk about. The other one would be Bryce Harper from your Philadelphia Phillies. He's looking good in his rehab. Rumor has it supposed to be after the all-star break. Now it's kind of closer to the around the all-star break time frame. What are your thoughts on, on uh, taking Harper? I I've been taking Harper uh, quite a bit in, in my best ball drafts is like a, my third or fourth outfielder. When you got to, got to start three. Um, he's, He's uh, ahead of schedule. That that's fantastic. I mean, it's it seems like he's been a quick healer in his career. He came back early last year, I believe. He so he's just continues to move up the charts, and I, I guess it's more of a it's a you're you're rolling the dice a little bit with with Harper, but I think it's it's similar enough to 
to the Altuve thing, where Harper right now in March, ADP 190, that's, that seems extremely low, given the fact that <laughs> yeah he, he's Bryce Harper and can put up 30 home runs in like half a season. But I, I also understand it, because that's going be, to be a dead spot on, on your roster that, that you don't want to draft up too high. I think in general, with these injured guys, they're the type of people where, you know, I think in one of our earlier off-season uh, episodes, I mentioned, like with catchers or, or something, you know, I'm not going to reach for it, but if they fall to you, if they're there for like a round and you think, oh, maybe I'll take him and he's there around it to later, just just pick him, especially if there's no one, you know, in that range that's coming up that you really like or, or that you would prefer or like, oh, I got to get that guy. If it's like three guys, you're like, oh, I don't really have a preference you know maybe maybe just grab that injured guy stick him on the il and get a roster spot out of it does him only really having uh utility eligibility does that affect your want of him on your team or does do you just kind of look past that because you can only really go in the utility spot yeah I, I i did forget about that when i was talking about it um if you have one util spot it, it definitely does affect it because he's not going to play outfield this year he, he has mm-hmm. The, the arm injuries is not gonna play outfield i don't like one util leagues uh, my my main league we have we have two so if, if it's two utils it doesn't really impact it especially because it's late enough in the draft where you know like okay it's uh i have most of my roster filled out i i know what i'm gonna need at util or if someone else drops i'm still able to pick them up yeah i i think that doesn't impact it too much yeah, I mean, if if last year's indie indicator, uh, he played ninety nine games. So, I mean, maybe a couple more than he will play if he's back around the All Star break. But ninety nine games last year, he hit two eighty six with twenty eight doubles and eighteen home runs. Still eleven bases in ninety nine games. That's nuts for realistically like only a little over a half a season. That's just absurd. So that's the kind of production you can get when he comes back it's just a matter of how patient are you going to be waiting for him to actually come back and i love that two util idea i might run that by the guys on my league and see if they're <laughs> they're down for that that spices things up a little bit makes it a little more interesting but bryce harper is bryce harper it's the fucking man it doesn't matter love him or hate him he's still the fucking man that doesn't change anything 13 percent barrel rate last year he's got a 13 percent barrel rate for his career He's seen 17,828 pitches and has a 13% barrel rate. Just absurd. He's, he's been killing it since he was a kid. Now he's an adult, and he he only needs 80 games this year to put up 20 home runs. Yeah, he's just an absolute dog. And uh, speaking of dogs, we're also brought to you by Underdog Fantasy. Underdog Fantasy is heating up for March Madness. College Pick'em is a great way to get in on the action, especially if your bracket is busted after the opening weekend, which I'm sure many, many are. Plus, Underdog Fantasy has your favorite college basketball player props. Head over to underdogfantasy.com and use promo code SGPN for 100% deposit bonus up to $100. That's underdogfantasy.com, promo code SGPN. Okay, so we had a couple pitchers we were going to talk about. Uh, One of them is Tyler Glass now. Right now, his ADP, he's way down the ADP charts. Uh, he had a damn it. I hate to, I hate to ask this, but what was his fucking injury again? Was it a shoulder? It, I, I think I think did he have Tommy John? It's something. Uh, he's at a one fifteen one sixties ADP is. Okay, he was um, healthy coming into the year, and then he got. Believe, he, 
oblique strain. Yeah. yeah, which sucks for a fucking pitcher. Uh, yeah, you said he's what, 153? Is that what you said? 160, 159.6. Okay, yeah. That's a tough one for me because an oblique is an injury that whether you're a pitcher or a hitter sucks regardless. It lingers. It's not like, uh, oh, you're fully healthy in four weeks. It's uh, you might feel good enough to play catch in four weeks and then three months down the line, you're still going to feel it here and there. Uh, I can really actually derail people's seasons. So I'm very hesitant to take him, even though, I mean, he's really damn good. Last year, he pitched in only two games. He threw six yeah. innings with it's... 10 strikeouts. He's bitten by the injury bug quite a bit. I mean, he's made 27 starts in his last three years, 39 in his last four years, which is terrible. So, I I mean, I don't know how I could advise anybody listening to this to draft him. I, I don't. I don't know. Yeah, obliques are especially tough, especially for a hard thrower, and especially for this hard thrower in particular, because as you said, he has struggled with injuries quite a bit. Uh, He hasn't thrown, Mm -hmm. he threw over 88 innings once in his career back in 2018. (laughs) I mean, mean, he's great. He's great when he's on. He has a career case per nine of 11.3, 12.6 in 2021 when he made 14 starts, which is a career high for him, which is awful. Um, so yeah, it's uh, he's someone you know if, if your if your league has a few IL spots and, and you want to stash them on there, take them in the later rounds. But um, otherwise, I'd probably rather take. Uh, I, I I don't hate him as much as you do. I don't, I don't hate the idea of taking him as much as you do, but I think I would need like a solid pitching staff already. Where I'm like, okay, if he comes back and he's great, it, it just puts me over the top. If he comes back and he's okay and, and goes out again, it, it's whatever. It's, it's a chance you take if he goes far enough in the draft. Yeah, he, I'm going to have to already have my pitching staff set before I try and take a flyer on him just because – Man, to get him, he's the 58th ranked pitcher right now, which puts him in a five-pitcher league that puts him right outside the starting five for people. But, I mean, he's going 58th. Guys like Jeffrey Springs are after him. I fucking love Jeffrey Springs. Luis Garcia for Houston is going to have a big year. Drew Rasmussen for Tampa Bay mm-hmm. is going to have an excellent year. Uh, Grayson Rodriguez is going 10, 12 spots after Love Grayson Rodriguez. Kodai Senga, I know he's a little injured as well, but the dude is magical. He's going to be way better. Like I would have rather have all of these guys so much more than a, an a injured Tyler Glass. Now, I just if if you want to get him, I would advise already having your your five pitchers out there in a pitcher heavy draft. Like you're drafting pitcher heavy, but even then, like I. He might make four starts this year, and you got to hope they're good. They will be good if he makes them, but that's the thing. He he has to make them, and yeah, it's a high risk, potentially high reward. But yeah, you you could go with with safer options like Chris Bassett's after him. Um, Mm -hmm. I mean, Grayson Rodriguez being after him is kind of crazy, but I guess people might be worried about like a pitch count for him, especially down the stretch in the fantasy baseball playoffs. Uh, Redetmers, I like there. 
Hunter Brown even below him. But yeah, Glass now he it's not looking as he's supposed to he was supposed to miss six to eight weeks as of three weeks ago. So he'll be back hopefully by May and be able if he's healthy, it, it's a steal. That, that's the thing. If he is mm-hmm. healthy and he just misses a month, it's an absolute steal at, at his ADP. But that's that's a high risk. That's true. Speaking of high risk, we got one more pitcher we want to talk about drafting. That would be Mr. Carlos Rodon, the Yankees' new, well, not really new at this point, kind of new, prized possession. Uh, his current March ADP is 60, pretty much 66, but he's going as late as 179. He has that forearm issue. Worries me quite a bit just because uh, even though he says he's feeling good and the Yankees are kind of trying to let everybody know, like, hey, it's not this, he's going to be okay, he'll be back. Forearm issues are things that can be a precursor for a Tommy John issue. So forearm comfort, that can be a little indicator that there might be something going on with his elbow and the chances of the Yankees coming out before he ever gets even pitch and pinstripes and saying like, oh, yep, news Tommy John is zero, even if he needed it the day they saw that he was hurt. So I don't know how to feel. I he's Who is it that we talked about the other day? You... I, you asked me if I would draft them, and I said, I don't think I would draft them, but I would let somebody else draft them, and then I would trade for them when I see how they pan out. I don't remember who that was. Oh, I, I, I don't remember, but it was... Um... But that's, how I'm feeling. that's how I'm feeling about Rodon, too. I don't think I would draft him, but I'll see if, if he comes back and he is healthy. I'll make a move for him. Yeah, I, I, I could see that with him. It, it, it sucks, because he was someone... He was also someone that I drafted a bit in, a, in best ball before his injury. Mm, I, I don't what his ADP now it, it's tough because as 66. you said forearm things are, are, are tough I would I wouldn't draft him 66 I mean pitchers after him Manoa uh, Zach Gallen you Darvish Famber Valdez McKenzie Robbie mm-hmm. Ray George Kirby Joe Musgrove even who we're talk, talking about next uh, Severino maybe not Severino but like yeah Rodon He's he's not throwing so like you and you have, I mean, 178 innings last year. He hasn't thrown like a ton of innings in his career, but yeah, you you want to see something before you take him, and, and you're not unfortunately unable to. So yeah, I, I think your strategy of if it's an active league, try to try to trade for him. But I I take him a few rounds after that, but I, I'm not paying up for him at all. Yeah, uh, by saying I wouldn't take him at all. I mean, like if it was 10th round and Rodon was still there and I already had maybe two or three pitchers on the roster, I'd probably take Rodon at that point just to see how it goes because the upside is there. I mean, if he's healthy, he led baseball in K-9 last year at like 12 for an entire season. He isn't really a I'm going to pitch over 150 innings in a season type of guy. Only done that a couple times. But I mean, if he's healthy, he throws 165 innings this year with elite strikeout stuff. He's good for your ratios. He his ERA could take a slight hit just because he plays in that little league ballpark in New York. So he'd have an ERA similar to like what Garrett Cole has, maybe like a, a three two ERA or somewhere around there, a two nine. He's not gonna have the the two one or any of those super low ones, but yeah, like you said, Manoa going after him, Zach Allen going after him, Darvish Valdez, Tristan McKenzie, who I absolutely love, Robbie Ray, who a fucking strikeout machine. Robbie Ray might lead baseball in strikeouts this year. Hot take, but I'll take it. I love it. He, he's lighting people up in spring training, and it is just spring training, but I had to slip that in there because 
he might lead baseball in strikeouts in spring training. That's I haven't fact checked that whatsoever, but could be true. Yeah, uh, uh, after correct Verdon is throwing now. He's back throwing on Saturday through uh, five soft tosses from 30, 45, 60, 75, and 90 feet. So he said there's no discomfort. He felt good, according to uh, this NJ.com article I'm reading, trending in the right direction. He'll know more in a few days, but yeah, it'll probably be out till May. It's uh, mm-hmm. uh, I do like him a bit more after he said after that, but and by my draft, there, there'll be more info on him. So he might be someone that. I, I'm willing to take, you know, if, but I think with my draft strategy, I, I wouldn't take him. It's same with mine. It, and yeah, I mean, uh, like I say, he's uh, got the stuff, so he, he's not a terrible pick, but I would probably wait later than most people. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And then Joe Musgrove, uh, I think he's closer to returning than anyone we've talked about. I think so. I'm trying to find him on the ADP right now. He threw a bullpen session. Uh, could begin to face live batter, live hitting on. Um, that'll be his next step. Uh, then said, tossed a bullpen on Sunday and underwent imaging. Oh, he has he has the broken toe, right? I read something where he's like, yeah, weightlifting accident. I, yeah, so I, I think he, he wants <laughs> to get back there. He'll he'll, he'll get back there. Um, what's his ADP at? Uh, like one hundred and five. Okay, that's that's probably... ninety. What's it at? Yeah, hundred five, hundred five. That's yeah, about I mean, right where I would take him. Yeah, I do still want to see, but I mean, he's had two seasons in San Diego now, and they've they've both been pretty good. Uh, ERA mm-hmm. uh, three point one eight, two point nine three, one double digit games. Yeah, I I, I kind of like Jomas Jomas this year actually. Uh, case per nine above nine, ten two years ago. I think you know he should get more wins with that lineup. It's a better team. Um, apparently, they may look to do a six-man rotation to to ease him back, which which will help. So, yeah, Musgrove. I might. I don't think I'd take him above Rodon, but I, I would take him probably around his ADP. Yeah, I think so too. Because I mean, 105. That's like ninth round, and he's got excellent stuff. He's an innings eater. Throws a lot of innings. His slider is elite. He had a 217 batting average against on his slider last year. And like you said, like just double digit wins last couple years, low three, high two ERA with a nine K. And San Diego is like the second best pitcher spark in baseball. So he's pitching somewhere that's beneficial for him. And he's got a lineup behind him that's going to put up a lot of numbers, lead to wins, which isn't something you can count on necessarily in fantasy baseball. But it helps for a pitcher and it helps our confidence too. So he should be good this year. And it says he's looking to come back April sixth, which yeah, is so at the beginning of the year. So. Yeah. So, so yeah. Just... Man, and uh, I like him. I don't know if I like him better than anybody above him or behind him. I think he's perfectly placed at one oh five. Like that that's an injury, kind of just a freak injury that isn't gonna have any lasting effects on his his season. Yeah, yeah, I think so. I mean, look at—I I think that—that's a solid tier of pitchers. I'm—I'm I'm hoping I can get like two or three from that, like Tristan McKenzie, down to uh, probably Logan Webb or Chris Sale, mm-hmm. like, uh, Blake Snell, Logan Gilbert, Hunter Green in there, Musgrove, Kirby Ray. I think that's those are guys I'm probably going to end up possibly being my aces. <laughs> I like that strategy. Uh, and another thing I like is 
the fact that you guys are listening to this and watching us live right now. Again, if you are listening and you want to see our faces and not just hear our voices, you can check us out on Twitch and YouTube and Twitter. Uh, Fake Baseball Money on the first two at Fake Baseball on Twitter. And if you're watching us live, this is episode 49. We have 48 episodes that we did before this that you can go check out. They are all on Apple uh, Apple Podcast, Spotify, literally anywhere you get your your podcasts, you can find us. Uh, I think the metrics told me somebody the other day found us on their Amazon Alexa. So we're literally everywhere. You can go check us out. And I wanted to tease. So tomorrow's episode is our episode number 50. Pretty big episode for us. Uh, milestone, if you will. And we have a recurring guest coming on tomorrow. Uh, we have, should I say the name or should we just leave it at that? Yeah, I don't know if he's doesn't recurring mean like it's like over and over. It's like it's like a, a set schedule. Uh, it's, so I mean, it's his second time. It's it's a repeat guest. It's his second time. Repeat, repeat. True. Uh, it is Nick Pollock from Pitcher List. Somebody we've been lucky enough to kind of form a relationship with. He's an awesome dude. He just won 2022 Fantasy Baseball Writer of the Year. I know he came out with a new metric that is taking the fantasy baseball world and just the baseball world in general by storm. His POV plus. We'll have him talk about that, kind of break that down as well. We'll talk pitching. It's going to be a lot of fun. It's going to be a really good episode 50. Yeah, I love uh, his, his stuff on Pitcher List. Uh, whenever I have time to look up who I should take, I, I check it, check his list, read the notes. Always read the notes mm-hmm. as, as, as he as he emphasizes. Because <laughs> yeah, it, it's great great stuff over there for for starting pitchers, and I'm I'm excited to talk to him uh, ahead of my draft. I'm as well, uh, but I think that's going to do it for today. We thank everybody for watching and listening. You can catch me on. Twitter. Twitter at Balake, B-U-H-H-L-O-C-K-A-Y-E. And you can follow me on Twitter at rgilbertsop. And we'll catch you guys next time.